0: Welcome to the All About Everest podcast, episode 9, Are There Yetis in the Himalayas? I'm really excited to do this episode because it seems that a lot of the previous ones have involved death. And so I decided that this would be something fun that everyone could enjoy, and it might even be a little entertaining. So before we get to the yeti and the abominable snowman, I just wanted to touch base with a couple updates and some thoughts like I always do. I mentioned last week that over the weekend I was going to watch the documentary The Last Mountain and I have to say I think it is the best mountaineering documentary that I have ever watched. Absolutely heart-wrenching but a completely different perspective of loss and death from climbing mountains. So Alison Hargreaves died on K2 in 1995 and then her son Tom died on Nanga Parbat in ni- 2019. And so this documentary follows the family from when Allison summits Mount Everest to when Kate says goodbye to her brother at the very end after he's passed away. And it's really unfortunate to have a mother and son from the same family pass away doing something that they love. They were both on mountaineering expeditions in the Himalaya and they died about 25 years apart. But what people may not know is that when Allison passed away, her little boy, Tom, he wanted to go see his mom's last mountain. So six months later, they went to Pakistan. And there's so much footage of their trip. Well, Kate decided to do the same thing 25 25- years years later when Tom passed away and so she also follows him to his last mountain and his resting place there's a lot of different layers Um, I needed a box of tissues and a couple places but it's really well done really well put together and just this amazing montage of family videos past and present clips but you can see how Kate reacted when they went to her mom's last mountain and also when she went to Tom's. Um, It first aired in last year in September on the BBC channel and so next week it will be available on streaming and to download. So if you haven't seen it already Because I don't think everybody watches the BBC, and it was a one-time screening from what I understand. You should absolutely watch it. Also, over the weekend, I finished the new book, Naked at the Knife Edge, by Vivian James Rigney. It was a really good book about Mount Everest. It's easy to read. It's quick. It's not super long. And it gives you a completely different perspective about climbing Mount Everest because a lot of the other books, it's, you know, all of the back and forth and some of them can be a little mundane, but this gets into like the raw nitty gritty emotions that climbers experience, the fear and all of the thoughts that are just running through their head. And the two things that I loved most about this book were the really vivid descriptions of just about everything from the surroundings to the feelings to some of the experiences. And then the other thing that I really loved was that it's so truthful. I've often thought what goes through a mountaineer's head when they're You know, climbing Mount Everest or K2. These really scary peaks that not only are intimidating, but are dangerous. And Vivian does a phenomenal job of just bringing all of that emotion forward. They say that good art causes you to fill. Well, this book will cause you to fill. And I recommend it hundred percent. And I think by the end of the year, everyone is going to have this book in their um, Everest book collection. I now have it in mine and I'm glad it's there. So make sure that you check it out and I'll have a link in the show notes as soon as I get the show notes up. Last but not least, next week I have my first guest and I'm so excited about interviewing this person tomorrow. So next week, we will have an interview on the podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. I'm really excited about it. It's someone that I have followed them for a really long time. In fact, when this person summited Mount Everest in 1998, I actually saw the clip on the BBC. Because when I lived in Israel, like, BBC was the only English channel that you could get. And I remember um, watching it in the headlines. So I'm really excited to interview this person tomorrow. I'm not going to say who it is, just in case something happens. Because we all know that, you know, life throws us things. And so... I hope tomorrow I get to interview this person, really excited, a little nervous, but you'll find out who it is next week. And so now on to this episode, all about yetis and the abominable snowman. And I guess what my first question is, do you believe? If you're familiar with Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot, that has been... Sighted in the Pacific Northwest and the Rocky Mountains, then I bet you've also heard of the Yeti, also known as the Abominable Snowman. There have been a lot of encounters and documentation, stories, and even evidence that the Yeti exists, but I'm going to leave that up to you if you're going to be a believer or not. Personally, I think that there really is a Bigfoot, but I've also had an encounter, so that's why I believe in the Yeti, too. The Yeti has been mentioned in Himalayan folklore, and there have been sightings and documentation of the Yeti at least as far back as the late 1800s when people started exploring the himalaya a little bit more and the question is is the yeti real or is it some type of bear or other animal that people just misidentify what we do know about yetis is that the yeti is a bipedal creature meaning that he's ape-like and stands on two legs and preferreds ice and snow. Yetis might be brown, gray, or white, and they may have really sharp teeth. Because all of the different encounters over the years, the descriptions vary a little bit, but we can all agree that it is a very furry creature that loves cold climate and walks on two legs. The name Yeti may be derived from the Tibetan words for rock or rocky place and bear. And when you look at some of the other names for the Yeti in other cultures, it seems that man, bear, bear, Big bear, wild man, things like that, snowman are used to describe what the Yeti is, which I find kind of interesting because, again, we don't know if the Yeti is real or not. However, a lot of, you know, cultures describe it the same way, a big furry man-like creature. The Yeti has always been familiar in Himalayan folklore before the Westerners started exploring the Himalaya. But there have been a lot of accounts since Westerners have started exploring the region all as far back as 1832. And one of the most popular and well-known accounts is that of Charles Howard, uh, Charles Howard Burry, um, who led the 1921 uh, British Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition. And he had noticed in the snow that there were these large footprints. And they didn't really look like animal footprints, more like someone had kind of He described it as loping, that someone had loped along in bare feet. And since his encounter in 1921, it seems that there have been more and more accounts because more and more people have been exploring the Himalaya. And so the encounter's And accounts have become more frequent. Especially with some of those early expeditions to Mount Everest um, before the 1950s, there were a lot of accounts and even photographs taken of these weird footprints. Um, Let's see. There's photos from 1925, 1937, and 1951. And even um, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay, they reported seeing these weird footprints on Mount Everest when they were climbing it. Both Tenzing Norgay and Sir Edmund Hillary mentioned multiple times that they thought that maybe the Yeti was real. And even though later, Hillary um, said he didn't think that there was enough evidence to determine that the Yeti existed, he actually went on an expedition in the 1960s. I think it was 1960. And they went to go find evidence that the Yeti existed. There are expeditions, it seems like, at least once every 10 to 15 years to see if they can collect more evidence and determine if the abominable snowman is real or if it's just, again, some type of animal. There are, I mean, there have been samples of feces, um, a scalp, fingers, toes, um, things like that, pictures, videos, so many things over the years. And some of the stuff they've been able to disprove, some of it has come back as unreliable, that you know, they're not sure what it belongs to. And um, there's even, you know, some controversy and things like that. There was a really well-known um, purported specimen called the Pangboc pang Hand. That is really hard to pronounce. And apparently somebody went in um James Stewart the actor he went in and he took it and then there was um let's see in the 1980s somebody got another hand specimen and switched out the bones and smuggled them out as well So, even the stuff that's being tested or has been tested, the question is, is it really the real specimen that they originally found? Because it seems like there's a little bit of cat and mouse going on there and some sneakiness and thievery. But... There's nothing conclusive that says that the Yeti does not exist. And every couple of years, there's some new evidence or some reported sighting, and then it becomes popular again.